Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas, home to the world's largest medical center. This is Your Health First, the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Well, a good Sunday evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Thank you very much for tuning in on this Thanksgiving Sunday evening. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, considering COVID and all of the added precautions that we had to follow. Social distancing, eating outside, wear a mask between bites. But hopefully... We all got through this, and of course, the concern about a a continued ongoing surge with COVID-19 around the country, certainly here in Texas, we'll just have to see how we do. And uh, the main main thing with COVID, from my perspective, is we have to get this vaccine rolled out. If we could start vaccinating the highest at risk, Frontline providers, nurses, physicians, everybody in the hospital, the clinics, police, fire, paramedics, and then everybody else down the line, I do think that we're going to be fine and and be able to look back. Well, anyway, thank you for tuning in tonight. The name of the program is Your Health First, every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. My single-minded goal for the past 17 years that we've been on, on the radio is to make you better consumers of healthcare. Truly make you understand the issues, what you need to do to stay well. And if you're armed with that information, trust me, you will be well or more well. Let's put it that way. Tonight on the program, Helen Yuan, our own registered dietitian, part of the Your Health First team, also at our practice, Liver Specialists of Texas. Helen, we're going to give a lot of time to talking about food, nutrition, how to think about being healthy during the holidays. So Helen will be here in just a while. Our website, drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our, our newsletter, podcast, past episodes, all of the articles that we have written there, social media, Facebook. We are on Facebook Live tonight. That page is at Dr. Joe Galati. Uh, so hope you can uh, tune in and see what we're doing here. All right. So in the first segment here, 
What I like to do when we get around the holiday season, Christmas season, gift giving. Now, anybody could give a gift, right? You could go online, go to Amazon, and have a gift delivered. But we like to think that we want everybody to give a healthy gift. A healthy gift. Hopefully it's fun. You don't want to be too boring. But a healthy gift. So I, uh, I have a list here. And it is published on uh, our Facebook page. And it's uh, some are pretty cheap. Some are a little bit more expensive. Maybe on the more expensive gifts, you can think of it as a group gift. It's not about the number of gifts or quality. It's quality, not quantity. Let's put it that way. All right. So first thing here, no particular order, is a uh, uh, an air fryer. Now, I must say, on Thanksgiving... A friend of mine, Dan Rutledge, cooked a turkey in, I believe, what you would call an air fryer. This thing was an infrared air fryer, no oil, got up to uh, 1,000 degrees, and all of us said this was the absolute best turkey we ever had. So with these air fryers, the technology has come a long way. You can actually do a lot of things in a healthy way. This particular air fryer, about $100, bucks, $120, uh, should be good. Second thing, a little bit cheaper, a spiralizer. And I'm sure you've seen a spiralizer. It is a way to take vegetables, for the most part, spiralize them, make them look like little uh, noodles almost. And you can bake, saute, stir fry, steam, do a ton of things with a spiralizer. Again, it is a tool, some would call it a gimmick, to make you eat your vegetables in sort of a fun way. All right? Uh, going through the list here, a, um, a vegetable slicer. All right? Now, these things, if you've seen them, uh, you, you, you place the uh, vegetable on a slide, and there are different size blades that will cut it Thinner or thicker. Again, if you are sauteing it, baking it, part of casserole, putting it into a salad. Again, for $20, it's a tool to make you make use of vegetables and or certain fruits. Uh, I would say the Cadillac of gifts is a Vitamix. Probably anywhere between $250 to $350. We've had a Vitamix for five, six years now. Every single day we are using it to prepare something at home, from soup to smoothies, chopping food. Uh, it really is, uh, is a great tool. The other one here that they have is a, a microplane zester. And you're probably saying, that's my gift for $13 on Amazon. But when you think about it, most people that I talk to, my patients, they complain that the food they make tastes terrible. Why does it taste terrible? There's no flavor in it. But if you take a zester or a grater and you can put the zest or the skin of various citrus fruits, or in some cases, some vegetables, it'll make it far more tasty. And uh, that's the name of the game. All right. The other one here, my favorite, is a Nutribullet. You can go to Costco and pick up a Nutribullet. 
again, at work, we have a Nutribullet, and we're using it just about every single day. You can make smoothies, you can chop up vegetables, all sorts of things. Again, these are healthful tools to make a healthy meal. Uh, then, of course, we're talking about food processors. They start at about $40, $50, not too bad. Uh, there's a Hamilton Beach 6-quart digital steamer. Lots of things here. They're all posted on the Facebook page. All right, Dr. Joe Galati, drjogalati.com. Coming up in just a minute, Helen Yuan, our registered dietitian. You do not want to miss this episode. How to eat healthy, how to lose weight, how to get through the holiday time. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., I sure hope you are tuned into Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjogalati.com is our website. Sign up for our newsletter. Send me a message. Find out what we are all about. You can visit our practice webpage, Liver Specialists of Texas. And be part of the program. All right. On the line, as I had said earlier, is Helen Yuan, our registered dietitian, our very own registered dietitian at Liver Specialist of Texas. I have the pleasure of working with her every day. Helen, welcome back to the program tonight. Hi. Thank you so much for having me back on this holiday weekend. Oh, it's always great, Helen. And not only do you share with everybody great information that you have your your knowledge but this is so in, important especially especially during the holidays people start to go crazy in that <laughs> they um they are they they have the idea that they're going to overeat starting at thanksgiving through new years then they get into the cycle of i have to go on a diet and i have to be good and let's exercise and that lasts about 14 days and then it's back to usual and uh, which I think we'll get into we want a a certain lifestyle and habit that is in a sense insulated for holidays birthdays cruises all sorts of crazy things that we do that that take our eye off the ball of wellness but uh, we'll, we'll get to that so the first question I have for you to, to share your insight is and for those listening tonight, what foods should we be staying away from as the holidays get ramped up? What's your opinion here, Helen? So I would say definitely trying to find that right balance and not have too much of the foods that are very, very calorie-dense and nutrient-poor. So that's going to be things that are very popular during the holidays, like our sweets, our baked goods, our cookies, the hot cocoa, um, all of those different things that we know have a lot of added sugar. They're made with a lot of refined flour, not particularly high in different vitamins and minerals, protein or fiber or antioxidants, really any of the things that our body needs to function. So not having too many of those and also being wary of our liquid calories. So alcohol is something that always comes out along the holidays as well. 
everyone likes to drink and be merry. So oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's definitely something that, again, I would just advise some caution with. Alcohol is, after all, a toxin to the human body, and it's something that we should try our best not to, you know, over indulge in now, at now, any point in time. Oh, sure, sure. And as as a liver practice, we are especially sensitive to excess in alcohol, and we see all of the uh, the negative effects. But, you know, going back, you, you mentioned, you know, these calorie-dense foods, and I would mm-hmm. think that most people get the idea of brownies and cake and cookies and, mm-hmm. and those type things. Is there anything that people can look at a particular food and discern, you know what, I should probably stay away from that and pick something out? So besides the cake and the cookies, Mm -hmm. what are some of the other, uh, you know, and I, I would say, Helen, this is where we want our patients and our listeners tonight and our followers to really have a, a deeper understanding rather than the superficial. Cake and cookies, obviously, we mm-hmm. know that's not good. But tell everybody mm-hmm. sort of that second-tier foods that they should be alerted to. Yeah, so I would say anything also that is, you know, containing any processed ingredients. So right. we'll take something like green bean casserole. You know, it's green beans. It's healthy, but in reality, it's being made from, you know, the canned green beans, which can be pretty high in sodium, and also that canned cream of mushroom soup that doesn't actually really have any real cream or mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so examples like that or things that are just very, very starchy and they kind of just have only starch and nothing else. So things like bread or potatoes or, um, you know, like the corn. It's not that those things are bad and we should completely avoid them, but we don't want them you know, being front and center star of everything that we're eating at a holiday meal. Right. And I would probably add in there, of course, as you mentioned, the so many of the vegetable dishes, you know, Mm -hmm. people will look at and say, oh, string beans, that's good. Broccoli, that's good. Uh, Five pounds of melted cheese that goes into it, not good. So uh, I, I think, you know, we have to, uh, be leery of those kinds of recipes and dishes that are out there. Are they delicious? Absolutely. Are they good for you? No. Absolutely. And I would I would say, you know, it's not that we can't have those traditional foods with our holiday meals, but we can definitely find ways to make them healthier and look at some different substitutions. So I know that you've tried this recipe of mine that's a quinoa-based Stuffing. So instead right. of the bread, I use quinoa. I use all the same herbs and spices that you would find in a stuffing recipe, like the rosemary and sage and thyme. Right. And you know, it has that same flavor profile. It goes really well in a fall dish, but it's not going to be loaded with that, you know, refined flour bread that you crumble up into that traditional stuffing. Right. And, you know, for everybody listening, and, and you know, they may be saying, oh, listen to the two of these, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Perfect, uh, that, uh, you know, they never eat casseroles and they're looking down at us because we have, uh, you know, some cheese souffle. I think the problem is, and from our vantage point, we are seeing every day, 
the end effect of people that they have a steady dose of vegetables loaded with cheese, vegetables loaded with cream of mushroom soup, things like that. Can you expand on that maybe, Helen? Yeah, so I I think that definitely being in healthcare, that gives us a whole different perspective right. on what those little things that, you know, seem like it's not that big a deal that we have in the context of our entire diet over the course of our entire lives really, really add up. And this whole snowball effect eventually resulting in, you know, people ending up in the hospital or coming to the clinic to see us for right. medical treatment because their bodies are just starting to malfunction, essentially, as a result of the accumulation of all of those little things. So it's not going to be, you know, if you eat perfectly or not perfectly, if you eat, you know, relatively well, pretty clean, good balance of nutrients for you know, most of the days out of the year, this one holiday or this one meal is not going to be what puts you in the hospital. Exactly. It's the accumulation of all of those things. Exactly. Now, uh, a favorite um, pastime is the buffet line. Uh, either uh, people are going out, it's a, uh, a, a a work party, or you go to somebody's house and it's a it's a buffet that starts in the kitchen. It winds around the playroom into the dining room and up you know up the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. What strategies can you tell everybody to uh, not refuse to get into the buffet line, but strategies on picking and choosing how to fill your plate, in a sense, as you navigate through? Absolutely. So my biggest tip, and one that I always try to practice whenever there's a whole spread of food and it's kind of a free-for-all, is <laughs> right. look at all of the options that are there. And really, really think about, okay, what are the things that I absolutely must have? And also, how can I balance my portions and my ratio to make sure that I get to still enjoy those must-have foods? But if it's something like that, you know, stuffing or the sweet potato casserole with the marshmallow topping. Yeah. If it's something that maybe is not the most nutrient-dense, what percentage of my plate should I really try to leave that to or what serving size? And for some of the healthier options that might be there, like if someone has brought, you know, something with vegetables or, you know, that healthier green bean casserole that we right. talked about, any of those better, more nutrient-dense options where you know, hey, that looks like it's not going to be super high in calories, but that looks pretty tasty and it's going to be filling and it's going to help me, you know, feel like I am enjoying a full meal. How can I make it so that that is taking up more real estate on my plate? Perfect. I, you know, I think the, the 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 number one thing so far you said is to scope out the buffet line. That is mm-hmm. that is really great. All right. Uh, Helen, we're going to put you on hold for a moment. We're with Helen Yuan, registered dietitian with Liver Specialists of Texas. A pleasure for me to work with her every day. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I sure hope you're having a great Sunday evening. You know, on the first segment, we 
we were uh, live on Facebook Live, and people were making a number of comments saying, the camera's too high. Look up. What's with the glasses? All right, so last night, last night, my glasses vanished somewhere between Costco and Home Depot. Gone. Lost. At 1030 at night, I am driving around the parking lot of Costco. Security coming around saying, excuse me, sir, what are you doing out here? I'm looking for my glasses. They're like, okay, what is wrong with you? And so I had to go back to Costco to get something else to buy. And $12.99, three pairs of cheaters. And uh, not the most stylish. But uh, for those that were commenting online, that's why I did not have my usual set of glasses. All right. Let's get back to reality here. This is Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. If you want to see the video... Go to at Dr. Joe Galati on the Facebook page. All right. Let's get back to Helen Yuan, our registered dietitian. Helen, before we get into the next topic, true or false, the size of the plate that you're eating off may impact how much you eat. Is that true or is that some old tale? That is absolutely 100% scientifically backed evidence that is true. They have done a lot of research studies on just eating behaviors that do indicate that whenever we eat on a smaller plate, in total, on average, we end up eating less than when we eat off of a larger plate. All right. So when are you going to start having the Helen plate available in our office? Are you going to start marketing? (laughs) Can everybody see that on Amazon tomorrow? The Helen plate. Guaranteed to lose 10 pounds? Maybe we could work that out. All right. Standard six-inch plate. Stand, uh, stay uh, tuned for that. Okay. So the the other big thing, and, and this applies not necessarily just for the holidays and the stress and the parties and the, the overeating, but there has to be a certain mindset that all of us have. And I believe this is where our energy, you and I and the rest of our team, is spent during the week and all year long. It is trying to work with our patients, our clients, on a mindset. So with that said, if you can step back for a moment, what is the mindset that healthy people or healthier people take on? And these are things that we would like everybody else to strive for. So what is that, Helen? So I would say that a health-minded person would be someone who prioritizes their health and strives to fuel their body with foods that they know provide them with the right nutrients to Mm -hmm. help them feel and perform their best. They pay attention to how different foods make them feel and, you know, make an effort to educate themselves more on what those foods may be if they are having a hard time really differentiating. Now, now Helen, you... um take care of our patients. And for everybody listening tonight, if, if uh, you yourself are struggling with food and nutrition and preparing meals, certainly 
Helen is available for consultation literally anywhere uh, in, in, in the country. But what are the stories that patients tell you about their struggles and the, the approach that they have to food and their wellness? What are some of those uh, insights that you could share with us? Yeah, so one of the most common trends that I see in the clients that we work with is a lot of them have had that history of weight cycling Mm -hmm, and mm yo-yo dieting where they'll go through this 45-day plan of eating, you know, only a certain way, only vegetables and proteins and absolutely zero carbohydrates, not having any kinds of foods that they previously enjoyed, only having, you know, hard-boiled eggs and cabbage soup for a month. Right, right. Yeah, so super restrictive. Um, eating habits for a set period of time, and they're completely miserable for that time. And then once that time is up or a special occasion, like a holiday comes along, then they'll kind of see that up as an opportunity and say, oh, well, this is the only time that I'll get to eat this ever again. So I better get in as much as I can. And they'll overcompensate and binge and eventually, you know, they'll just slide back and relapse into some old habits that they had before that restriction, and whenever they do that, they don't realize that those lapses combined with that sort of diet mentality are what are snowballing them into gaining more weight back or developing worse health issues than what they started out with before they they restricted their diet. You know, I uh, for anybody that listens to this program or knows me or has seen me as a as a patient, I am all about trying to get the public to eat at home, cook at home, get somewhat excited about cooking at home versus eating out and eating the processed foods and the calorie-dense foods, which which uh, will potentiate obesity. And what is it that the the individuals that you see that are having trouble with diabetes and high blood pressure and high cholesterol and, of course, fatty liver that we see every single day, what are the decisions that they're making? So it is, on one side, a person that is more healthy-minded is saying, I'm going to stop at the grocery, I'm going to get certain vegetables, I'm going to meal prep, I'm going to have smaller portions, we're only going to have dessert on Saturday, versus sort of a I don't want to say a free-for-all, but people that are not really thinking as they're going through with what they're eating. What what do you say to that? Yeah, so I do think that it, it does take a little bit of mental energy to pay attention to what you're eating and kind of plan ahead and think ahead a little bit in terms of what we're going to be putting our in our body throughout the day and throughout the week. So I think that a lot of people you know, just kind of decide that they don't have the time or energy to put into thinking about those kinds of things as often as we really need to in our current food environment, which is all the time. Yeah, and and I sort of classify this as just a series of bad habits. You know, habits are just mm-hmm. reflex activities. Uh, they wake up, they get dressed, they go out, 
First thing they do is pick up, a, they go to Taco Bell or they go to the, some drive through and they go to work mm-hmm. and they just repeat the cycle every day. But we have to try to help them break the cycle and create new habits. Is that sort of a rhetorical question? Is that possible? It is absolutely possible. And you that's bet. what we work on building with our patients. It's not just kind of me telling people information and sending them off. It's talking to them about what their current habits are and having them recognize this is something that's kind of ingrained into just what you do every day, but it's something we can change. We just have to pinpoint where does this habit start, what's its stimulus, and how can we change the response to whatever that stimulus is. All right, Helen, what we're going to do, we're going to take one final break. We are talking with Helen Yuan, registered dietitian at Liver Specialist of Texas. And if you want to reach out to Helen, Go to TexasLiver.com, TexasLiver.com, really anywhere in the country for any sort of nutrition and food advice. All right, everybody, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati, final segment for this Thanksgiving weekend episode of Your Health First. Don't forget drjoegalati.com. And as I was saying earlier, for those listening tonight, if you have any nutrition, food, weight issues, chronic disease, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and want to connect with Helen Yuan, texasliver.com is the uh, easiest way. And Helen, welcome back. And as I was just saying, uh, give everybody just a thumbnail of the scope of types of patients or consultations that you're involved in. Absolutely. So I, as you mentioned, work with patients from all over the nation, whether it's in person in the liver specialist of Texas clinic in Houston or over the phone or over video chat. Um, My clients see me for a lot of different health conditions, and I try to cater each visit to the individual and what they have going on in terms of their medical diagnoses, their work-life schedule, current habits, food preferences, of course, their personal goals. Um, So in each visit, I pretty much assess the person's diet and lifestyle, and I work with them and teach them how to plan and prep their meals, or I provide recipes and cooking tips strategies for the grocery stores, suggestions for ways that they can modify some of their go-to meals. We also offer a medically monitored weight loss program that utilizes meal replacement products in combination with lifestyle education in a structured framework that's been clinically trialed and proven to be effective. So it really comes down to what the person's goals are and what they want from that visit with me. That's what they get. That is excellent, and we're very proud to have you on our team. Now, um, one other, uh, I would say maybe this is a pet peeve of mine, and I know we've we've talked about this, the whole idea of smoothies. Be- <laughs> yeah. Because um, patients will come and they will say, no, 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 I stopped going to Jack in the Box, or I stopped going to um, IHOP for breakfast. I make a smoothie instead. And uh, the the follow-up question is, okay, 
tell me what you put into the smoothie. And uh, that is where uh, I have to break it to, to say you are getting more calories, more sugar than you really need to. And what started off as healthy or a good decision can deteriorate into something that's really not going to support good health. So back up, tell everybody the pros and cons of a smoothie and what makes a bad smoothie. Absolutely. So smoothies can, pros, smoothies can be a way to get nutrients in, especially for people who, you know, really just are very firm in their not wanting to budge on trying vegetables or preparing them different ways. Sometimes I'll default to saying, hey, you know, a smoothie could be a way for you to just get some vegetables and fruits into your diet. Um, so they can be quick, they can be convenient, and they can be nutrient-dense, but you do have to be careful about what goes into it because things that make an unhealthy smoothie are going to be ones that have a lot of not only added sugars, but even just excessive carbohydrates. So even smoothies that are just pure fruit can be a problem because that's going to be sugar in a liquid form. You're going to have a lot more going to eat a lot more in terms of carbohydrates and calories in that liquid smoothie form than you would if you had each of those individual ingredients as a whole food. You wouldn't be able to consume all of those ingredients in their whole food form, but having it in that liquid makes it easier to consume, which means you are getting everything that comes with that. Right. Now, would you say that uh there is a certain volume of smoothie that you should shoot for. Is it six ounces? Is it eight ounces? Uh, if you get to 12 ounces, you're starting to get into the red zone. It's too much. What What do you think if you, again, the smaller plate, we could say a smaller glass? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I would definitely say keeping it around eight ounces as a general recommendation. Now, if your smoothie is going to be mostly water or mostly ice, then, you know, maybe that may not be that bad. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, what about people are adding peanut butter, nut butter? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've seen people make these. They are putting two and three tablespoons of nut butter into these things. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Yeah, so the nut butters can be, like you mentioned, definitely calorie dense. So if they're having these smoothies as like a snack or they're trying to have it as something that's just low calorie addition or supplement to their day, then that's going to push them over pretty easily. The nut butters do have some protein, but they are going to be, you know, primarily fats in them. Um, So if we're having too much of that as just a little snack, then we're going to kind of go over what we want to have. If you're having it as a meal replacement, then I would say, you know, probably no more than one or two tablespoons of of peanut butter. Do you you ever see a situation where this actually could be a meal replacement? Let's just say dinner. Uh, Mm -hmm. You, you, um, let's assume they have a decent breakfast, lunch, couple of uh, appropriate snacks, and then they come home for dinner. Is there, do you shoot for a particular calorie uh, amount for uh, a smoothie in the evening or just something that's about six, eight ounces? It's got kale, it's got some spinach, a few pieces of fruit, and uh, 
you know, eight or 10 almonds and call it a day. What, what do you think? I think that we should kind of, if we're going to have smoothies as a meal replacement, we should try and treat them the way we want to treat our regular meals that we plan. And for me, that means paying attention to the balance between those different food groups. So making it kind of how you would want to make your plate. And a healthy plate is going to be one that consists of about maybe 50% of those non-starchy vegetables, maybe about 25% of some kind of protein, so the right. almonds or Greek yogurt or nut butter, like you mentioned, and then maybe the other 25% from any kind of carbohydrates like our fruit. Do, do you have yourself the Helen Yuan secret smoothie to share tonight real quick? So I usually will make smoothies from, um, I love using frozen zucchini because that's something that doesn't actually have a strong taste. So people get kind of weirded out when I say zucchini, but okay. it actually doesn't taste like anything when it's frozen, but it adds a nice creamy consistency. So if you like creamy smoothies, but you don't want all of the fat that comes with it, um, uh, frozen zucchini is a great way to get that. I like using frozen spinach or kale, um, frozen blueberries. And I'll use a little bit of almond milk, and I add a little bit of either pure raw honey or pure maple syrup to sweeten it, just less than a teaspoon. And I like to add cinnamon and vanilla extract to mine as well to just, again, heighten that flavor a little bit more. Yeah, I would would agree. I think the zucchini is a great idea, which I'm going to try. The other thing that I like to add is a little bit of ginger. I think I like that little zip of ginger. Yes, ginger makes a great addition to any smoothie. All right. Um, One more question on this. Mm -hmm. A lot of online smoothie recipes. Now, I know Mm -hmm. there are a million recipes. Would you say most of them are pretty okay, very good, or buyer beware for those listening tonight? What What do you think the advice you'd give them is? I've done my fair research on smoothie recipes online, and I would say the majority of them, we would definitely want to exercise some caution. Okay. Yes. So buyer beware. Very sweet. Yeah. Buyer beware. Yeah. All right. So in the last, I'm looking at the clock here, minute Mm -hmm. or so, what is your... Uh, uh, again, we don't want to live to say, man, we just got to get through New Year's and then I'll be fine. We're looking for that 365-day um, mission, in a sense. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to transform our thinking, transform our decisions to think in that way and to think like Helen, think like Joe Galati? What do we need to do? So I would say, you know, don't ever over-restrict yourself or make yourself feel like you're missing out on anything, Um, especially during the holidays for everyone listening. Enjoy your traditions, but also think about what new traditions you could make or how you could put a healthier spin on some of your classics. That means just having real nutrient-dense foods take precedence over some of the more nutrient-poor and calorie-dense options. Um, be fully present at the table, not only with your company, but also with your food. Um, you don't have to be 
perfect all the time. None of us have to be perfect every day of our lives, and we should never feel guilty or ashamed for liking the foods that we like. Absolutely. But we just want to be aware and mindful of our choices and make an effort to take care of ourselves in the present so that we do have many, many more days and holidays that we can enjoy on this earth in the future. All right. Helen Yuan, always a pleasure to have you on. Once this social distancing stuff goes away, we'll get you live in the studio again. All right. So take care. See you tomorrow. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Next Sunday, back at 7 o'clock. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. See you then and be healthy. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.